All right, Father Jonathan. Father David, how are you doing? Well, I got to tell you, man, I have been in confinement for about eight oh, days. Gross. Yeah, yeah. You have remember the Rona? Last week I... Huh? You have the Rona? I don't have the Rona. If you remember last week, I uh, pointed out that uh, some men in my community got the Rona. And yeah. so our whole community had to be confined. And so um, we're in the midst of a 10-day confinement. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Still, two more days. Two more days, and then um, the guys who tested negative, including me, uh, will be allowed <laughs> out if we have no symptoms. And uh, the guys who tested positive will have to stay until they are symptomless for two days. Or symptomless uh-huh. for three days. Uh-huh. And then they do a test. Uh-huh. So That's we'll see. They, could, they do the they test could... after they're symptomless. I so, guess yeah. just to so, confirm that they don't have it. Well, so symptomless does not mean virusless and so right that's what i'm that's what is surprising to me so you need to be symptomless for at least three days after having shown symptoms you need to be symptomless for three days before getting the test because it's more likely that if you take the test as soon as you don't have symptoms that it'll test positive um you know what i mean because the first day of no symptoms could probably more more than likely mean that you are still positive um and the goal is to get them to test negative right um, so anyway, yeah, so I'm doing all right. So today I was uh, supposed to preach again at my parish, but had to cancel because of, uh, other confinement. Yeah, that stinks. But yeah. next week, huh? Hey, next week, All Saints Day. What a great day to and come it's back. A, yeah, it's a big day to come back. Absolutely. And there's an, I wonder, I wonder, Father, mm-hmm. uh, I wonder if this will come up in our conversation. If, like, <laughs> it will if you is, say it. <laughs> <laughs> is that how that works? Uh, this idea of all saints of we're celebrating all of the saints in heaven, like this triumphant feast. Yeah, totally. I mean, totally. not not that it's that your return is triumphant in the life of the church, uh, <laughs> but but mm-hmm. but I do think there is something there. Like there's a there's a wonderful, like we're we're struggling worldwide with this pandemic still. Yeah. So what does that mean to celebrate a feast like all saints? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know, speaking of like still struggling with the pandemic, like just today, as we record this, just today in Spain, they've announced a state of alarm through April. <laughs> really? Yeah. So we're going to be in this for a minute. Um, wow. Through yeah. April. No, through April. Yeah. Um, anyway, without getting into the nitty gritty of all that, I agree with you. Like there's there's something really beautiful about this feast. And I was surprised to see check my calendar that next week is the first of November. Um, and I'm, I'm very glad to see it because, um, and now it's interesting for the preaching because it's, it's one of those feasts where the readings are very simple and very straightforward. And like the connection with the feast day is, is evident, but it it could go in many different directions. Like you could go in so many different ways. Um, you know, like we have here in the gospel, the Beatitudes, um, or, you know, the vision of the, the thousands in heaven with the seal of the lamb, um, and all that. So like. There's some clear ways in which this could... Um, is there no second reading? Oh, wait, there is. I just missed it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I skipped over it accidentally. Um, anyway, like, there's just a really clear sense of how this could all relate uh, to All Saints. So I would be curious to hear from you, like, how to, how to capture the excitement of this feast, which is all of the saints, um, yeah. without it becoming too dispersed. Like, there's just a lot... Like, you know, the, the feast is all of the saints. So you, <laughs> you could talk about... Yeah kind of anything you know and so what what do you what's your angle here what would you say well i 
I'm going to turn this back on you, like I like to mm-hmm. do, uh, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Can mm-hmm. you explain to me, like I know what this feast is and why it's so important, kind of. <laughs> hmm. Can you explain to me, like All Saints, like why is this such a huge high holy day of our of our church? Uh why well why wouldn't it be <laughs> i mean well i mean i yeah do you mean like why are we why do we have it in our calendar at all or like why no 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 like it's i mean it's a solemnity mm-hmm. yeah totally. when it's when it doesn't fall on on sunday it's a holy day of obligation yeah yeah i'm not sure what the history is of this feast thing uh yeah so i'd be i'd be curious to see what what's going on there i bet you know it's a solemnity just because yeah, the magnitude of celebrating the mystical body of Christ in the church triumphant, you know, yeah. in heaven. Um, you know, just like the, you know, the Mary's assumption is a solemnity. Um, you know, I don't know what, what other solemnities are there. Uh, the holy name of Mary. Like, so we, we commemorate very important feast days with solemnities, and this is all of the saints. So it seems like the sum yeah. total of all of the saints should yeah. equal, you know, at least one merry feast day you know <laughs> it's also interesting to think of it in in compare not in comparison to in as a companion to the day after all souls day yeah that's right that's right um because i think sometimes it can get a little confused like oh we just prayed for the dead well the saints now we pray for the not saints mm-hmm. it's like well yeah. that's not quite what it's about it's for you know it's for those that don't have any buddy to pray for them this is an intentional day where we where yeah. we pray for well, the so, forgotten in a sense yeah. yeah so there's there's so like i guess one of the things that's a struggle here is that in our sort of like contemporary with our contemporary sympathies i think we we kind of are hesitant to speak of the saints to the exclusion of those on earth and speak about the dead to the exclusion of the saints and so you end up seeing a lot of preachers on all saints day talking about all of us because we're all saints <laughs> um, or on All Souls Day, talking about everybody because we're all souls, you know. Yeah. Um, it's like no, 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 no. Um, I, I, I think maybe this is an angle that could help uh, with all this. Maybe like this is sort of like an eschatological feast where we're coming to the end of the liturgical calendar, and All Saints is kind of a feast day to celebrate heaven, and All Souls is kind of a feast to celebrate purgatory. So like uh-huh. you can maybe take that angle as like these are the ones who have been welcomed into the the halls of heaven and then tomorrow we'll commemorate those who are, you know, at in the waiting space, the waiting room of of the eternal banquet in purgatory. So like you can take the angle there of like celebrating our eventual um homeland, you know? And maybe yeah. situating it now just because it's the end of the liturgical calendar and I don't know. Yeah. I'm, grasping no i think there's no no no. i think there's something there and especially when you look at our gospel for for the feast of all saints i mean it's the it's the beatitudes from matthew like mm-hmm. that's a very earthly thing and i think intentionally so like blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be satisfied blessed are the poor in spirit blessed are the you know like we, we look for how how we can serve and this goes to the week before the 30th week um of uh where was i going with that what do we say this week neighbor love of neighbor yeah love of neighbor and love of self like there's something very very crucial there i think that if we try to separate too much 
uh, you know, the earthly realm and the heavenly realm, then we're kind of missing the point hmm. because one leads into the other. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. Um, does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. I mean, blessed are the poor in spirit now because the kingdom of heaven is theirs, you know? Right. Um, blessed are they who mourn now because they will be comforted. So future tense. So a present tense and a future tense are always, you know, joined together here. Blessed are the meek now for they will inherit. So yeah, there's the eventual and the already that are joined together in the Beatitudes. And it's like the, yeah, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to celebrating all of the saints, we are celebrating, in a sense, the communion of saints, which we are a part of because we're celebrating the mystical body of Christ. But there's also like these are the people who have realized the kingdom of heaven is theirs, have realized being comforted, have realized inheriting the land. Like these are the ones who bring the Beatitudes to fulfillment. And so right. like, their, their earthly example is the map that leads us to the glory that we all aspire to, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I really love that. And so... I always get really nervous anytime revelation comes up. Yeah. Because it kind of scares me, TBH. <laughs> uh, <Okay>. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just so, so much. There's so much there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this as well, I mean, it's so like apocalyptic, so otherworldly, the way that St. John describes this heavenly liturgy. But the thing that I love about it is that everybody there is constantly proclaiming, pro- constantly rejoicing. Hmm. Uh, and they're all there together, literally. I mean, we call it the heavenly heavenly liturgy, but they're legitimately there worshiping God and, uh, and just, yeah, being there in that. Yeah. Uh, and I just find these readings so amazing in that sense Mm. you know and especially that last line it's like man this comes at a cost they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb totally like okay so it's not just you know rainbows and unicorns this has come from the cross yeah totally totally um so okay so i i wonder so i think that you're right to point out that revelation is not scary it's it's actually like all of the the potential doom and gloom of the book of Revelation, if we try to interpret it as sort of foretelling the future, which is not necessarily <laughs> the most helpful reading of it. Uh, right. All of it needs to be predicated on this idea of tremendous rejoicing that the saints in heaven have for having been sealed on their foreheads with the with the name of the, the Lamb, you know? So like there's tremendous hope, as you're pointing out in the book of Revelation, that God wins in the end, you know, and... And we can partake of the spoils of war, uh, heavenly war, you know, um, if we if we belong to, you know, the elect, right? Which is always difficult language to use, but like that's that's kind of the whole yeah. point of this feast is like these are the chosen ones that God has prepared a place for in heaven. And that's what we're celebrating on All Saints yeah. Day. And like, that could be you. It's not guaranteed to be you, but it could be you, you know? And, well, am I one of the 144,000? It sucks that there's so few of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of people, but, I mean, not that many. <laughs> not that many. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to be reductionist either. Like, that kind of right. symbolic language doesn't mean a literal 144. But right. The point it's is, I think, with that. that language, yeah, and it also makes a point that it's just, it's a limited number in that, you know, you got to put some effort into this. <laughs> it's not- yeah, right, right. Well, and that's one of the things that I find so interesting, you know, like, 
that effort. So, okay, here we go. Here we go. This may be it. Look at our Alleluia verse. I'm pulling a U. <laughs> Come to me, all you who are who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have to labor, and we are burdened. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. And what do we seek? It's not just, you know, this this nonsense image of heaven that so many people have where we're just sitting around on a cloud, you know, playing a harp. <laughs> yeah. There's kind of a, bored. <laughs> yeah. There's a deep and profound sense of rest mm-hmm. that we rest in the presence of the Lord. And I think that's something that could use a bit more airtime, to be honest. Yeah. 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 I like that. You know, what is your, maybe this is kind of going back to what we were talking about at the beginning. What is your image of heaven? Like, maybe that's, that's the question for this homily. Like, what is, what do you imagine heaven to be like? Um, and let's, let's push that because if your image of heaven is an eternity of resting on a cloud or an eternity of just wispy kind of like, I don't know, just kind of wispy nondescript existence, then yeah. maybe you should read the readings for this Sunday because the readings for this <laughs> Sunday are about, you know, this banquet feast, this, you know, this army of witnesses, this rest with the Lord, any image that you want to pull, it's helpful to try and correct what it is that we're actually aspiring towards. What we're aspiring towards is ultimately not to just live, live in boredom with God for eternity, but to rest in him, you know, and that's, yeah. Eter- eternity is interesting because it's not like infinite time. It's kind of like infinite now. It's like yeah. infinite yeah. moment, you know, yeah. where yeah. like when you sleep, you don't have a sense of time. You just have an eternal sense of present, you know, um, to the point where you just blink and like eight hours have gone by. And mm-hmm. like, that's what I think about when I think of heaven is like you blink and eternity has gone by um, because you're just so restful. You know, you're asleep. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really think that there, I don't know that this is appropriate for the homily, but like, what, what does that word rest even mean? You know, because, and maybe this is just me. Like when I read that, I think of doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we work so hard during the week. I just want to do nothing. And I call that rest. I don't think that that's rest. I think that's just doing nothing. <laughs> because yeah. resting is still an active thing. Like you've got to work to rejuvenate. You've got to work for that regeneration. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're asking, you're asking the wrong guy. Cause I struggle a lot with, with relaxation and with rest. Like I, I would love to know how to relax and how to just rest. Like <laughs> I know how to like have fun with my friends, but if you ask me like, what, what do you do to relax? What do you do to rest? I have a hard time answering that, you know? Um, you know, I, I like, cause some of the things that I like to do that are for restful may look like work, you know, or may actually be work, <laughs> you know? So like, I don't know, you know, Excel sheets. I love doing Excel, you know, and yeah, like you love to paint, gross. but what, but when paint becomes your livelihood, is that something you can continue to call restful? Yeah. 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 So. And, you know, you'll often, at least in the art world, you'll often have artists that will say something like, oh, you know, I've got my nine to five and I'm drawing or painting this, that, and the other thing. But what I really want to do is have that extra time to paint the things that I want to paint. And yeah, that, so... <laughs> there's a shift there. And yeah. like, you're not doing anything different you know per se but there's a different approach to it maybe 
Is that how we want to say this? There's well, a difference. Well, so this is this is a good this is a good question because like so, so I'll put it in my context for a second just to think about like I spend the entirety of my week reading and writing theology, which I love, but it's work. And then on the weekends, I kind of want to read some more theology. Um, <laughs> but I find myself a little bit scrupulous, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm supposed to be resting from work. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute, my, my work and my rest are kind of similar, but I think what I come to sometimes is like, no, 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 but I don't feel any kind of anxiety when I read on the weekends, because there's no, like, I'm not reading for an assignment, I'm not reading to you know, to, to fulfill a requirement. I'm just reading because I like reading what I'm reading. Even if it's the same book I'm reading for class. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's something in the intention uh, of what we're doing. That's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and I wonder if that's... And again, I, I really do think that that is something that uh, makes the journey from the here and now to the eternal, right? Because we're talking about the saints. Yeah. And these are men and women who, like you say in the Beatitudes... Uh, are living out that eternal whatever right now. Yeah. Like in their lives. They're the ones that exemplified uh, the Beatitudes in their life, which does right. not mean that they are perfect, which doesn't mean that they always did, uh, you know, what we would consider right. Uh, do I want to say that? No, that's right. Uh, I mean, they're, they're sinners. They're, hum <laughs> they're human beings. Yeah. They're still sinners. Exactly. Uh, but there's something about them. There's an intentionality about them that set them apart. Right. So how do we imitate that? Not necessarily like, you know, okay, yeah, some people walk in the footsteps of St. Francis or, you know, we do the Ignatian pilgrimage. Like, okay, well, mm -hmm. that's one way of following the saints, but another way, and I think the more, uh, the deeper way is to say, how did they imitate Christ? And how mm -hmm. can I imitate them imitating Christ? Imitating Christ, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense? That's yeah, weird. Hey, I mean, I think I think a good so I have a, a few a few sort of parting comments before we we close. But so on this on this line, I think one good question for a homily would be, you know, we talk a lot about how much we need to work for justice, change the world, overcome injustice, all this kind of stuff. Um, OK, good, 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 good. Those are good questions for how to build the kingdom and how to become saints. Great. Uh, what about how do you rest? How do you spend time resting? Um, if you want to imitate the saints, the saints on earth lived a life of tremendous activity and also of rest. But now their activity and their rest is one thing, which is eternity with God. And they are just resting in God. So if we want to imitate the saints, maybe we should ask ourselves, how do we recreate? How do we spend our time in rest mm, uh, I like now? That. You know, um, And that to me is a very like assaulting uh, question because I don't <laughs> have a good answer for you um, of how I do it. Because... I can tell you about how all the wonderful projects I have are doing good for the people of God, but my recreation, I don't know if it builds up the, the body of Christ. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just kind of lazy or it's more work or whatever it is, you know? Um, anyway, um, I have one, one little parting thought too, maybe just an organizational thing for a homily. I think it'd be really cool to preach a homily on this kind of Sunday um, with some examples of particular saints. So like if you, if you take three of the Beatitudes and exemplify them in three different saints. Like that could be a really good way of structuring a homily this Sunday. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's an interesting way to do it. I don't know that. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, just to keep it like, keep it, keep it from spinning out of control. 
Like, right. I mean, certainly, like, topically, to like, with, yeah, to root it in the experience of certain saints. Um, but no, I mean, I like this angle with the rest. I think that's a really good way, because we want to imitate the saints now in what they're doing. What they're doing now is not founding religious orders. What they're doing now is <laughs> resting, you know? Yeah, yeah. Huh. I like, I like, I like that, that a lot. And it's very counterintuitive, very countercultural in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and in a time of pandemic, we all are, have a lot of downtime, but very few of us are resting. That's right. That's right. So go rest. All right, man. Any parting thought? <laughs> uh, no. Go pray. All right, dude. Till next time.